Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And we've got another classic show for the Classic Car Show today. We've got Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber in sitting around the round table and getting prepared to join us is Bill Warner. And we're going to be uh, going through talking about Amelia Island and uh, how it all went this year and what their plans are for next year and adding a little to it here and there as we go along. But we wanted to uh, welcome you back to the Classic Car Show. want to thank Kim uh, Barnes for doing it last week. Uh, she had a good show and uh, we'll have Kim on more in the future. We've got a sh- good show lined up for this week and we got a good show lined up for next week and we're supposed to get some rain. <laughs> we're supposed to get some rain? Yeah. Today? Yeah. And tomorrow. Who, who, and was Monday a, who was Amelia anyway? Pardon? Who was Amelia? I don't know. We'd have to ask Bill. We'll ask Bill. Yeah. It was her island. Yeah. Um, get a little it, closer to the mic. Yeah. It, okay. Thanks. All right. So what, what we were just uh, prepping to get on the air here, Steve was talking about wicking Loctite. Yeah, I've been doing doing some work on, on uh, a couple of the old cars. I, not long ago, I adjusted the valves on the Model A Ford, which is kind of a pain to do. Um, not not easy. And, and uh, they have two kinds of tappets available for Model A Fords like they do for most old cars. One is a single lock and it ha- and, and, it, and they split the bolt and it's supposed to hold enough tension on it. Well, obviously it doesn't. And then they have the other one that has a lock nut, which I think now, after hindsight, is better. And then they had the original ones. The original ones were, were even more of a problem. You had to take and disassemble everything. You made your measurements and you marked them, and then you machined the surface. You machined the top of the tappet to get your proper clearance. That was definitely not a one-hour job, that's for sure. One hour per valve. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had to take the engine apart. You had to take yeah. the cam out and all that stuff to do it. So it was not easy. But anyway, uh, most of the guys, everybody here is probably familiar with Loctite Thread Locker. Uh, and and if you've never been to their web website and read about their stuff, I, I would... I would Take some time um, to go to the the uh, Threadlocker Loctite Threadlocker site. There's quite a bit of of had uh, a few options. They have bearing holder stuff, which is extremely strong. So, say you're trying to press a bearing or a sleeve into something in place and use this stuff, you'll never get it out. Uh, and and it takes up to, if I remember right, I think it's up to eight thousandths clearance. It'll fill in that much space. Wow. Yeah, it's mm. pretty cool. <coughs> and then they have the, and there's a couple, three other ones in there that I, they're a little bit m- more odd. But the ones that we're all familiar with are are the red, the green, and the blue. Now, the red is high strength, and the only way you're going to get it off is you're going to have to heat it. It's not going to come off with normal hand tools. It, it just is not. 
second one is is the medium stuff, uh, which you can break apart the hold or the bond with two standard wrenches. Uh, so it is disassemblable. Uh, the other one is low strength. A lot of guys use low strength Loctite on everything, including like nylock nuts, uh, especially in high vibration areas. Uh, it's not a not a bad idea um, to 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 use the the low strength stuff, and it's going to hold it, especially with like I said, it's going to just make it. It's a, it's more of an extra insurance, you know. Or maybe it's just, oh, gee, let me let me not have to worry that I didn't do this stuff. Yeah, motorcycle guys use that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'm becoming more and more of a, a believer in this stuff. But the one that I didn't know that was out there that a friend of ours told us about uh, is wicking Loctite. If you've already assembled something and you're kind of worried about it, uh, they do make a Loctite that they say goes down to the threads and acts as a, uh, a hold for the threads together uh, that's already done. You don't have to disassemble anything, but you have to have it clean. So you have to get all of the oil and grease and whatever else may be on there off. So when I did it yesterday and, and, and checked them, I, I, I sprayed each valve, tap it uh, with carburetor cleaner, wiped them all off, and then I uh, used a, a, uh, a syringe to, to get some of this wicking Loctite around the, the adjustment bolt uh, on all of the, the uh, lifters on the Model A. And I, uh, I, I think it's going to be a, I, I think it's a, a going to be a big help. Hopefully I'll find out shortly because it doesn't take long for those things to move when they're constantly getting beat on all the time. Yeah. You so, know, go ahead. No, no, go no, no. We're, no, I was going to segue a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I don't, I just never buy anything off of television. I just, you know, will not do that until the other day, and the situation came up where what they were advertising that laser bond stuff. I had a situation that that's exactly what I needed, so I sent. Twenty dollars in and got two of these stupid things, and I got them. And I got to admit, they look pretty. They're the one that I open looked pretty cheesy, but I used it, and damned if it doesn't work. Yeah. Wow, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's probably some kind of epoxy that who knows fifty-five gallon drum was three dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, dentists have been using it for years. Yeah. Yeah, well, what what is it? Uh, Kodak had that one cement that they used to use on bridges, on teeth for your teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Kodak had a had a cement. Yeah, that, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that bridge. That's what they used to hold the George Washington Bridge together. Yeah, it's yeah. glued. Yeah, with yeah. blue. They're up there with those blue lights making it. Is all. that what? Is, <laughs> is that, that how yeah. they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, they must have bought a bunch of those. <laughs> I mean, you you get about three drops for it. Yeah, but. Uh, it did, you know. It did what it said it was going to wow. do, and uh, well, that's good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you can buy that at the mall. It's right next to Victoria's Secret, one of my favorite <laughs> places. <laughs> yeah, you just like yeah. the mannequins. Yeah, yeah. Just go and look, look at yeah. the posters. But anyway, I thought that as long as we were, where do you, where do you buy your? I mean, I've bought Loctite. We've all bought 
lock tight at one time or the other. But does, does Napa, you know, Napa, Napa has them, all no, of it? Napa can order any of the Loctite stuff. Okay, so they have to order. They don't. You can't walk in and pull it off the shelf. Uh, you can get the standard three: yeah. the 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 heavy, the, the the high strength, the medium, and the low strength or your thread locker. That you can get at Napa. But any of the like this wicking stuff or the bearing stuff, they they have it, but they'll have to have it sent in, and you. Get it the next day or the afternoon if you get there in the morning, uh, and and get this stuff. Does it uh, does it date, or is it dated as far as a use by date or anything like that? Well, if you read the website, they tell you that any of their stuff has once it's opened uh, has approximately a year shelf life once it's opened. Hmm. I better go home and throw some <laughs> stuff away. Well, everybody buy, you know, you, that's why they, they you buy the little bottle, you know, yeah. or the little tube. Yeah, unless you're an engine builder. <laughs> yeah, unless you use it use it by the ton, but you can buy it as much as a quart. God, I can't imagine. Yeah, their website, you know, people we complain about, but you know, and everybody kids about the internet, but looking at the the uh, uh, internet. And going to known people like this, you know, Loctite. I mean, that, that's face it; they've been around a thousand yeah. years. Uh, it's a wealth of information that's out there. And if you don't know what you're looking for, all you have to do is do a Google search about, you know, how to to uh, uh, you know nut and bolt lock or something. Mm-hmm. It, you know what? What is what is it made out of the compound? I mean, I I've know. used it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Pete, what it Pete is. is probably the guy to tell us. He's yeah. the guy that's yeah, in I, the business. I don't know exactly, yeah, exactly. But I know yeah. the stuff works. And oh yeah, that yeah. bearing stuff. I've used it before on trying to get some some bearings. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to use it on the Model A when, or not the Model A, but the Maxwell, whenever I get a chance to to uh, uh, get started on it. Even though I have the parts now, I never. We've had other other catastrophic failures <laughs> that uh, uh, to hold the sleeve on to this 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 part that moves. So uh, anyway, you know, th- there's a, there's a, a lot of wealth of information on there, and and if you're you know, it, again, like another good one is is if you want to look up. Um, we can talk about oil. Oil is very con. Uh, con- Take a look, and, and this goes back to the, this this stuff with the ZDDP and all of this stuff. Uh, go to the oil manufacturer's website, whether it's it's, it's Valvoline or Pennzoil or whoever, and and you can find under their tech information the whole comp what's made up of this stuff. Uh, and and there's you know basically if if ZDDP is a concern for you on your old car the zinc um, the thing you're looking for is fifteen hundred parts per million on an average around there but people are buying Rotella and uh, what is that Delo D- Delo yeah. D-Lo? Yeah. Uh, diesel oil, and because of the change in the catalytic converters on the new diesel trucks, they have no more zinc in them than do the other ones. Yep. 
So people think they're doing if they're if they're running this stuff and they have high performance engines, uh, and they think using using that stuff is is uh, uh, helping them out. Um, it isn't. No, 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 because of the new converters. Yeah. Um, the, the you know the other thing is you've got some good ZDDP oils out there. Brad Penn's got one, which is the old Kendall. Brad Penn and Joe Gibbs Racing's Joe Gibbs got Racing. one. And anything that's labeled for off-road use, right? Uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know it, it'll tell you like one of the most common is VR1. Yes. Uh, and it says off-road use. Mm-hmm. That means racing or. Those motorcycles. It's it, it, it's not legal in California. And it's not, nothing is legal in California. Well, yeah. no, that's not true. There's a lot of things yeah. legal in California. <laughs> but but the internet is is a a wealth of information. And it, some of it's true. <laughs> well, if you use reputable stuff, yes, yeah, yes. If you, you know, you can find out. I, I use it all the time because even though I've been around this this stuff a hundred million years, you can't know everything. You can't even begin. To, I I I bet I don't even know two percent of the information that's out there. Uh, it's it's like I'm I'm doing the the uh, adjusting the bearings on the Model T engine, and after we get done with Mr. Warner, we can, I can I can tell you how to do that. That's. That's a very unusual process. You're, you're scraping them? Is no, that, no, no, no. It, it, or shimming uh, them? I, well, I'm unshimming them. Ah. And it's kind of an interesting process, and they still use it today in aircraft engines. Ah. On, and piston-driven aircraft engines, so it's not unusual, but it, 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 it's kind of a kind of an interesting thing. And if, if we have time at the end, I can. We can uh, uh, talk about that stuff. With that being said, we're going to take a break and uh, come back, and we'll have Bill Warner in here right after these messages. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have... The top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. 
Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. And we're delighted to have Bill Warner on the line with us. Um, well, we were. We, we were delighted to have him until until he started talking about how beautiful it was in Jacksonville. And, uh, <laughs> so we'll, we, at this point, we'll just have to put up with you, yeah. I guess, Bill. <laughs> well, that's I, why I live here. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with him. It is beautiful down there. Bill, I, I'm on your wonderful mailing list and i get your emails and i got one about a week ago about a new security system you've put in gordon gator e gordon gator (laughs) we didn't know it at the time the photographers shot this picture of about a five-foot gator going up and down the water hazard but you know in jacksonville or florida every golf course has the potential for having alligators sure we hadn't seen G. Gordon, you know, in a while, and uh, he was cruising up and down by the Trans Am cars. And, uh, it doesn't bother anybody unless they come down a little fluffy dog or something. <laughs> yeah, for a little brunch. <laughs> yeah, we were out at the uh, yeah. Players Championship course the other day, and I asked the guy that ran it. I said, "Gee, uh, you got gators here? He said, we got gators everywhere." So, I mean, uh, we're not we're not the only uh, event that uh, has reptilian. Uh, <laughs> Are you talking about the the some of the car owners? Uh, no. Uh, oh. <laughs> most of them are pretty good. We, we don't most have of any, them. Uh, any uh, reptiles in that. Yeah. We may have some cars with alligator skin upholstery, which, you know, yeah. uh, G. Gordon may take offense to. But, uh, one of his relatives. If he came out after some dog, he may end up as the upholstery in one of those cars. <laughs> That's true. But the, the big question <clears throat> that I have is, who was Amelia? Um, she was the daughter of the king of England when it was established, when they established the island. Actually, the island's been under eight flags. Wow. Uh, pirate's flag, Confederate flag, U.S. flag, French, uh, Spanish. So, you know, they, Jacksonville's named after Andrew Jackson until the political police decide otherwise. <laughs> oh, jeepers. <laughs> and the is named after the daughter of the crown. So. Oh, that's great. Well, I, I just have one question. Um, have you gotten everything kind of put together for next year? Not yet. Okay. We, uh, we're working on something pretty spectacular, but uh, we won't know till uh, next week. All right. And uh, uh, we are going, I can tell you, we're doing streamliners, and Mercedes is sitting over the 540K streamliner they built wow. back in 1938. We'll have uh, the, uh, Ed Welburn who had his last day at General Motors yesterday, retired as Vice President of General Motors, yeah. has uh, assured us we'll have the uh, uh, the Oldsmobile Aerotech. And we're working on some other things for the Streamliner class, and we're going to... Uh, we, we've got something... After next week, I can announce it. I, okay. I've, I've got well, to go to... Uh, I've got to go to Europe to uh, arrange for something spectacular. What is a Streamliner? What's that? What is a streamliner? Well, it's a car that's designed to set speed records, and you know it was designed with aerodynamics uh, 
in uh, so Bonneville car sort of yeah kind of Bonneville car would be a streamliner you know back uh, before World War II many of the Germans ran speed events on the autobahns or you know top speed events and uh, uh, there were uh, Don Garlitz experimented with full streamliners and yes, drag racing yeah yes, we're yeah. trying to get a little sample of each form of streamlining. Get one of the old belly tank cars from out in California? Well, that would be kind of a form of streamlining, but kind of crude. Yeah. Actually, we could enter uh, Jim's uh, head. That's, it's pretty streamlined. <laughs> Has he lost all his hair? Does he have yeah. the arrow package? Yeah, I have the arrow package, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me talk, ask you a question about, about this year. You, was, what, do you consider this past year's event a success? Yeah. The, the one that I was um, really happy with was we, we kept it under wraps for a while because there are other shows that tend to uh, jump us on a theme if they find out we're doing something. I hate to tell you that, but it, it, it's true. So um, I was at running the Mila Melia last year in a Studebaker, and we, we were at a reception with Donald Osborne, and he showed me uh, Corrado Lopresto had a trophy from the Mila Mila, 1928, 29, or something. He said, wouldn't it be great to match it up with a car and a light bulb went off? I said, why don't we get the greatest trophies we can find that we can arrange and match them up with the cars that won them? So we had 11 trophies. Uh, Joey Chitwood at Daytona sent us the Harley Earl Trophy. Ellen Byerly from Indy sent us the Borg Warner Trophy, the Wheeler Shevler Trophy, the Race of Two Worlds Trophy from Monza, uh, and uh, a replica of the Vanderbilt Cup because the Smithsonian being a a uh, uh, government-run bureaucratic nightmare <laughs> would not loan us the real Vanderbilt Cup. So Roger Penske uh, had the same problem. So he, he did it the, the best way Roger can. He just made one for himself. <laughs> and, and he made one for Indy. So for all you bureaucrats out there, thank you very much for not supporting us. We'll get it done our own way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, let's see, we had uh, the Maurice G. Bauer Trophy. Do you remember that one? No, no. It, it's a bust of a guy named Maurice G. Bauer that William Jeans uh, found oh, at a Jackson, Mississippi yes. junk store, and it became the official trophy of the Cannonball Run. Yes, yes, now, yeah, 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 now yeah, that now rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, from the Portofino Inn. Yeah. The, the biggest trophy we had was a six-foot uh, all-sterling silver made by Tiffany's. Uh, Wheeler Shebler Trophy, which was a trophy given out at Indy prior to the Borg Warner, prior to 1936. Wow. So uh, we made cabinets for all of them, plexiglass I have, cabinets, I have a and, and put them in the lobby of the hotel with beautiful lighting on. I mean, it, it would just blow Wonderful. your socks off. Wow! And then the Sunday, the day of the show, we had them out by the lake, and by each car we had. Uh, uh, by each trophy, we had the car that won it, and we had some wonderful ROTC students that sat out there on guard because of, who knows what the Borg Warner trophies were. I mean, well, yes. Yeah. The Wheeler Shepler trophy would be hard to slip under your jacket and get out of there, but it was, uh, we just could not um, afford to have anybody mess yeah. around with those things. What an incredible idea. Yeah, that's so, cool. I are like you, that very much. Are you going over for the Mealy Mealy again this year? Uh, yes and no. I, uh, I I couldn't do it this year for uh, various reasons. Uh, I'm going to do it next year with Frank Campanelli, who I did it with last year, and uh, Leo Scheigel's 56 Studebaker Golden Hawk, which is just a hoot because the Europeans never see anything like that. You know, tail fins and red and white, and typically American 
yeah. success. And uh, uh, we had a ball. You know, you go down the road 100 miles an hour and the police are, are, are waving you on to go faster. <laughs> you, you blow by some guy in a 300 SL with a Studebaker. It was a, it was a hoot. Oh, that's great. Well, you at one time you had a blue Eldorado. Still got it. You do? Okay. Yeah, 57 Eldorado w- Ritz. Would they let you take that over? I would want to take oh, okay. it. You couldn't negotiate some of the <laughs> no, streets we went through. No, Studebaker sure. was a push, but yeah. that Eldorado, you know, it'd take four attempts to get around a 90-degree corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, it, it has to be a car that had run or would have run back then. And okay. Some, some uh, uh, Belgian drivers who didn't have a whole lot of sense and uh, entered a 56 Studebaker, which made it about the first five hours, uh, Leo's prepared this one with heavy-duty cooling system, Michelin's, uh, sway bars, uh, uh, Coney shocks. I mean, it, it's kind of set to run. Beautiful. Oh, that's great. Well, let's go back to the show for a minute. You had yeah. that gorgeous Pegaso there, and if I remember rightly, you had 11 Pegasos? Uh, 13. 13. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We had we, we had the record going. The record was 14. We had 16, and three of them from Spain uh the shipping company that was supposed to bring them just kind of dropped the ball. Oh, no. And uh, so three of the cars that were destined to come just sat on the docks in Spain. Oh, dear. Wow. Bureaucrats over there, too. You know, we, oh. we, we don't have a corner on bureaucrats. No. <laughs> it's... Can, maybe we can trade. I'm sure one of their members is listening now, and you're, uh, I, I hope they get your mail and not mine. But <laughs> I'll answer them if they do. Yeah, well, the NSA always listens to our show, oh, I good. think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we know who you are. Yes. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back. Um, yeah. Was there any, uh, well, everything there was stunning this year. But right. was there one that captured you? Yeah, that was my question. What was the star? Well, what was that's the star? A tough question. Um, certainly, the uh, the Pegaso Cupola that won. Right. Was, was, I mean, it's bizarre. Yes. I mean, it's, it's got everything you want: side pipes, you know, and, and red wall tires. If you've <laughs> ever seen red wall tires, it was it was. Uh, I would have to say it's probably not the most beautiful car that was on the field. You know, I love Ferrari Series 1 Cabriolets. We had one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there were a, a number of really nice Ferraris. There was a Beutler Porsche from my friend uh, uh, Jim Watson up in Tennessee, yes. one of, of, of yes. five built. And it, it, not beautiful, but you, when, when's the last time you ever, you ever saw one? You know, Yeah. So uh, and then the Greenwood Corvettes. I mean, you talk about sledgehammers. There you go. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah, well, I remember those because yeah, yeah, with the I, goofy aero pack. Yeah, I was yeah, crewing was, on a RSR at the time, and, and the aero pack cars. Uh, those things were just uh, obscene. I guess is the only word for them. Yeah, they 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 were um, uh, they they really pushed the envelope. I remember seeing John win the uh, uh, Daytona wrap up. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and and you know it's supposed to be a not a Chevrolet program, but guess what? Who who was in victory lane with him? But Zora Arcus Duntoff. Right. Well, that was like the Owens Corning Corvettes and some guy named De Lorenzo. Tony De Lorenzo, <laughs> yeah, Dad Joe. was vice president GM. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you? I'm getting completely off the subject, but do you read Auto Extremist? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. that's his brother. Yes, I, I think know. His brother is cousin. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. and then Matt DiLorenzo, who was editor of Road and Track, right? And the whole DiLorenzo family, terrific people. Yes, and uh, yes, uh, yeah. Auto Extremist is really good. I mean, he did, he pulls no punches. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, I hope to see him in Elkhart in July because he's usually up there at uh, that race that uh, Brian Redmond does. So. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, Brian was in town, uh, we had dinner uh, Monday night, he's uh, mm. got his new book out now. Well, you've got one coming too with Tom Cotter. Yeah, we do, it's called uh, the Cuban Car Culture, right. uh, we just did the final edit on it yesterday, and uh, we hope it's going to be interesting, there's some things we could not write about for, for the safety of the people uh, who are involved, uh, but there are... Uh, there's there's plenty there that hasn't been written before. We we found uh, three 300 SLs down in uh, Cuba and uh, uh, a Chrysler Ghia, a Healy Silverstone. We know there's a 550 Spider down there that's hidden away. Um, there's wow. some interesting cars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it's all going. Um, it's. Uh, Cuban got you know, this president didn't negotiate anything when he went down there, so I don't know if it's going to change as far as... Yeah. Well, I've ordered a 2017 Fidel. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think you'll still be around then? <laughs> yeah. You'll Bill, be around for another hundred yeah. years. Yeah. Bill, we're going to have to take our uh, break. Stay with us, and we'll be okay. back right after this. Uh, Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening, and we're delighted to have Bill Warner on the line all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. 
Amelia Island, America's first coast. Yep. The first coast. Yeah. Bill? Yeah. Um, let's talk about Cuba for a minute, and then I want to come back to your yeah. uh, program at Amelia. There was an English gentleman, I think in the 70s, that went over and captured a couple of D-type... Colin Crab. Yes. Two, X, two XKSSs yep. and a Ferrari 500TR, which he still has. Does he really? Yeah. Good for him. The, uh, the 500TR has been converted to a V12 from a, from a 400, but that... That was a car that Cifientos crashed into the crowd on, on the Malacan and ended racing downtown. Yes, and that, did you ever listen to the Riverside record of the Cuban Grand Prix, as they called it? No, I never have. I have I've that. I've got a bunch of the Riverside records, but yeah. I don't have that one. Yeah, I have that one, and I had a bunch of the other ones, and I loaned them to an ad agency, and they lost them. Because they wanted oh, to pick up yeah, <laughs> car sounds. Yeah. And then the first time I had sent my winning Le Mans stuff from 84 to an ad agency, and uh, they lost all 17 of my uh, winning car photographs. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> did anybody else besides Colin Crabb go in there and, and find things and get them out? Well, the government down there set up a, an operation years ago where they trade Russian Ladas for, for a significant cars and they were raising money for them. <laughs> that's, that's really funny that <laughs> is really stupid <laughs> yeah well you know uh, what came out Any anything um, a Putin <laughs> nothing I can think of that was really uh, quite the, the, the kill that uh, Colin Crabb got I mean 2XKSS yeah. and a 500TR today in real dollars at auction you know, an XKSS is probably a... Ten? Well, the Steve McQueen car has a standing offer of $20 million. Yeah. The a standard XKSS, just a run-of-the-mill, you know, one you'd see down at the local donut shop is probably <laughs> uh, 8 to $12 million. Well, And the uh, uh, 500TR with race history, one, one uh, 335S, which Moss drove it. Uh, I, the type that Moss drove it, Cuban 58, just sold for... 32 million so yeah. you know that's a pretty good that's, that's more than the GMP of Cuba right yeah. now yes <laughs> well in fact uh, Jaguar I think has announced that they're going to do a continuation of the XKSS they as, have yeah yeah. yeah. well so. you know Lynx made some very good ones too. yes yes they were yeah. probably the best of all of them yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having one of those yeah. as a matter of fact well it'd, it'd be less money Oh, yeah, a lot less. <laughs> yeah. The only have, thing you had to do is apologize that it's not a real one, but most people wouldn't know. Yeah, you yeah. Ask. Um, I remember Martin Swig brought some C-types in, oh, gosh, 20 years ago, and I can't think of which C-type replica it was, but they were very nice cars. You know, I've, I've wanted to do a book called The Ones That Got Away. You know, you read these books, and Tom Cotter's great at it. You know, The Cobra mm-hmm. in the Barn, and yeah, the right. cars that people yeah. found. I've, I've got about four or five of them that got away because I was stupid, or the timing wasn't right, or I couldn't afford it, or I decided I was a wheeler dealer and wheel deal my way out of the deal. So. Yeah, I think uh, that that's happened, uh, and, and I've let some go, too, so I still dream about CSX 3207. But that's yeah. another story. Um, yeah, I, I still dream about the second place uh, ex Brumos 
RS60 Spider from oh. Sebring oh. that I could have bought for $13,500, but I, I yeah. said, you I am a real Wheeler dealer. I'll offer him twelve five and not one red cent more. <laughs> oh, gee. Dumb. Yeah. Um, your, your show again this year. Let, let, let's talk yeah. about a couple of things. You had Hans Stuck there. Yeah. And you had your your panel discussion, and I missed the panel discussion uh, article on it. But tell us about who you had for your panel discussion. And well, we, had, we had two panels. One called the Power Brokers. With uh, me, I got to do this by memory because I, I don't uh, I don't have my brochure in front of me. But it involved Spenny Clinton from Richard Childress Racing, uh, Leonard Wood mm-hmm. from uh, the Wood Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Bailey from McLaren, Don Garlitz, uh, Ed Pink. Uh, yeah, I think it was it. You know, yeah. Some from drag racing, some from stock car, and some from sports car. Yeah. And uh, talking about building engines, and they were really good. The only thing I couldn't get, I couldn't get Spinny Clinton and 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 uh, uh, and uh, uh, Leonard Wood to talk about the. Uh, Engineering that went on within NASCAR, you know, mm-hmm. and they kept saying, "Well, we didn't cheat. We didn't." Cheat. I, said, I didn't say you cheated. I want to hear about the no, other guys. Oh, just wasn't, it just wasn't in the so rule book. I went up to Spenny. I said, "Why didn't you talk about some of the stuff that was going on?" He says, "Like the time uh, Michael Waltrip put Sterno under his intake manifold to qualify on." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> I said, "Why didn't you tell the people that?" Yeah. Said, you two guys are like two doctors testifying at a malpractice. <laughs> <treatment."> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you're not going to rat on each other. Yeah, so, uh, but the other, you know, the other guys came through uh, really well. Someone asked Ed Pink, "Is it was it more expensive 30 years ago to buy an engine, or, or is it more expensive now?" He says it's the same. Just write a check for how much money you got. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, and the thing, I of course, first time I met Ed Pink, I genuflected and wanted to kiss the ring because this guy was building not only Hemi's. But he was building Porsche race engines for 956s and 962s. Oh, yes. We had Alwyn Springer on the, yeah. on the panel, too. And, of course, Alwyn Springer and Ed Pink were notorious competitors. Cause oh, yeah. Ed stepped in and was doing Jim Busby's work, and he was getting some pretty good horsepower. And uh, uh, <laughs> there... Uh, uh, Roger Bailey and uh, Alvin Springer kind of hit it off in the in the panel because uh, Bailey's now the enforcer for the rules. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, for, gee. For IMSA and, and Springer, of course, was was um, uh, how should we say um, um, gilding the lily? And how the <laughs> rules are enforced. You know that. I hate to sound like reality TV, but you want to hear the real stories of these guys. So sure. That was good. And then our other panel was uh, was BMW. You know the, the legends of BMW with uh, Boris said, Bill Oberlin, uh, Brian Redman, Hunch Duke, Sam Posey, uh, John Fitzpatrick. It was it, it was a, wow. It was a good and Hobbs was on his game. I mean, oh sure. Yeah, just, <laughs> Just give Hobbs a microphone, and your thirty minutes is filled. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, one thing I worry about is getting a panel up there. Everybody gives one one word answer. Yep. Nope. You know. You yeah. Know. Uh, any thoughts on next year? What would you like to do for a panel? Or? Uh, we're working on a couple of things built around our car themes. 
I, I don't know why. Well, I can tell you, tell you why this year is, is, is kind of difficult. Uh, we're, we're trying for something really over the top. Okay. And uh, uh, I can't get a commitment until some uh, 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 dates are confirmed by various uh, racing uh, 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 sanctioning bodies. Okay. Because uh, a, a lot of the guys that we want to have as an honoree are, are tied up, say, with uh, Formula One or with uh, wow. IndyCar. And we we got to make sure we don't have a race going on on that date. Okay, and then we try to tie it to something which was really historically uh, significant that happened, say, fifty years ago, or twenty-five years ago, or seventy-five years ago. So uh, well, it's kind of hard to get an honoree that did something seventy-five years ago, other than filling his diaper. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, we, uh, there's 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 so many factors that go into making something happen. Of course, right. when it does, and then we hop on it like white on rice, and the whole team goes to work. Yeah, that that's great. Um, have you made an announcement to what your charitable donation will be this year as a result no, it'll be of three hundred grand? Three hundred, beautiful. Yeah, we'll top the three million dollar mark. So. Uh, that's wonderful. And with the charities again, uh, it's a community hospice for the terminally ill. Mm-hmm. It's spina bifida for the uh, birth defect that cripples children. Right. It's the Navy Marine Corps Relief Fund of Mayport, Florida. And uh, we're the largest contributors for all three of those right now. Wonderful. Uh, the uh, uh, Navy, uh, the uh, uh, Shop with Cops program for underprivileged children, Christmas shopping with the local police officers of Fernandina and Nassau County, and Micah's Place, which is a, a home for uh, abused women and children. Oh, that's great. And and that what you're doing is, is wonderful for Jacksonville. In fact, well, the whole you know, I've area. Been a, like you, I've, I've been a car weenie ever since I was on a tricycle <laughs> and I, I think it's I think the Lord sets you on a path that you don't anticipate yeah. you, know, it's, you just got to kind of put your faith in where you're going and it's allowed me to take my passion and do something for the community which is really important uh, for me I mean it's it's a very uh, uh, it's a good feeling to know that you're you're helping out people who need help right and, yeah. Of course, our granddaughter was born spina bifida, and we're oh, very boy. close to it. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a tough thing for for a, a person to grow up with. Yeah, well, I, it's wonderful that you're doing that, and your show has evolved. Um, are you, do you have any thought? I know you've got a Cars and Coffee on Saturday there, yeah. and you've got your, your uh, driving event. Uh, any association with the Fernandina Airport races? Are you evolving into yeah, we, that? Yeah, we, we endorse it. We're not involved with it. Uh, I know Tony Perella well, and he came and he said, would you endorse this? I said, yeah. I said, I couldn't risk foundation money on it. You know, right. Just, uh, I have a certain responsibility to the board of directors and the foundation. But Tony did a fabulous job. I raced that weekend, had a ball. Good. Um, the, the race course was interesting. It had only one flaw that I saw, and it was the two where the two runways crossed. Uh, if you hit it at full tilt, you'd launch pretty good. So, wow! Uh, not so much off the ground, but the, the rebound on the suspension was terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I would feather through that. They, had, they set up a chicane to slow people down going into it, and uh, so I feathered through it. Some guy in an RX-7 blew by me like I was anchored. Next thing I know, he locked up all four and drove right off the end. I said, see, <laughs> it's there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many cars uh, were there? A couple hundred? Uh, 
uh, I think he had 140 cars and like 20 motorcycles and some some uh, vintage aircraft. It was pretty good. It, the thing we faced, both of us, was, you know, it was 85% chance of rain the whole weekend. Yeah, well, guess yeah. what? Hardly rained at all. And good. for us, it was 85% chance of rain on Sunday, which I think hurt us a little bit. But we compressed the show, and we were finished by 3 o'clock, and the rain didn't hit till 5. Wonderful. Good. So, all right. Well, I think we're going to give you a break and let you go to your cars and coffee. But when can we talk to you about your book and and Cuba? Um, I I will be back um, on the twenty second of May, and after mm-hmm. that, the the book will be released from what I understand from Motor Books in July. Be available at Barnes and Noble, okay. and uh, any time after the twenty second of May. Well. Uh, I'd kind of like to do it. probably know more about it then. Like I say, we did the final final edit yesterday. I'd like to do it just about the release date. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. It's good talking to you. Steve, you have... No, no, no. no. It's very interesting just listening. This is not my area, but real cars have have running boards. The rest are used cars. Running boards? Yeah, the rest are just used cars. How old are you? I'm 64. Yeah. I got you beat by 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, his dream car is an 09 Maxwell. <laughs> he and Jack Benny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, Rochester's home washing it. <laughs> I think in my family, we only had one car with a running board. It was a, When I was a kid, it was a 36 Buick. Wow. I don't even remember one. Bill, Bill thank you yeah, so thank much. You. And, uh, uh, thanks again. I will, uh, I'll be back thanks in so touch. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, and welcome back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio. And I think Jim and Steve are going to talk about Babbitt Barry. Babbitt Barry. Yes, Barry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Steve's kind of a classic, and we're going. Yeah, it was yeah. very interesting. He's a he, Mr. Warner's a very nice man, and yeah. and and really really interesting, but. Uh, <clears throat> so hopefully next year I'm going to try to go. You went last year? Oh, I haven't been in a couple of years. Yeah, so yeah. we'll go next year yeah. and, and, and see. 
Uh, anyway, now we'll get back to the old car stuff again with the old people. A lot of the early cars, as a matter of fact, they all did, they had Babbitt bearings, uh, main bearings and rod bearings, camshaft bearings and stuff. And what you do with that stuff is kind of interesting. You 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 heat this 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 composition up. It's a lead-based, uh, and it has to be done at a certain temperature. It has to be below a certain humidity, blah, 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 blah. And you heat the block up, and then you pour this stuff in. Or if you're doing connecting rods, they have molds. And you pour it in, and then you line bore them to the size you want them to be. Uh, and they still do this today on airplane engines, piston-driven airplane engines, because it's the most precise kind of bearings you can possibly get. Uh, and then they use shim packs. And on the Model T now, I'm I'm not going to do the rod bearing, my main bearings. I'm going to just do the rod bearings. They've got the cover off. Once you get them poured and they've been running in size, there's a shim pack in there. And what you do is you take the connecting rod. Uh, bottom of the connecting rod off, and each side uh, generally has a shim pack in it. Each shim is three thousandths of an inch thick, and they're about thirty thousandths, so there's ten minute tiny shims in there. And what you do is, you peel one of these off with a razor blade, you put it back up, you torque it to specs, on one, and, and then if you have not locked down the engine, you go back and do the same thing on the other side until <clears throat> when you go to crank it by hand, the engine can't turn anymore or turn so tight it takes everything you have to turn it. Uh, and then you put one shim back, and that gives you one and a half thousandths oil clearance. That, that's that's <laughs> labor-intensive. It is labor intensive, but it's it, it's also kind of kind of interesting to do. But this is the way they've done it since forever. Oh well, you, you know, you mentioned <laughs> I, if I remember rightly, there were Renaults that came into this country in the fifties that had yeah. Babbitt well, Chevy bearings. had Babbitt bearings in there in the six cylinders until the V eight. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. rods. The yeah. rods were the rods were Babbitt bearings, yeah. and you adjusted the shim clearance. So it's not that long ago. No. Uh, and they still do it, like I said, on on aircraft engines, and uh, uh, it, it takes a while. And then you have to when you get it done. You, it, if they if you're going to use cotter pins, the specification on on most engines is you tighten them to thirty foot pounds. And then you tighten it until you you tighten it up until the slot lines up so you can you stick put the, the cotter pin. pin in. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, because <laughs> once you get to twenty five or thirty foot pounds, it's insignificant. It's just bolt stretch after that. Yeah, and 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 thread stretch after that. But it's kind of an interesting way to do stuff. And and uh, uh, on most engines, the mains and the rods were done this way. They poured the, the, the Babbitt bearings for the camshaft, uh, and they were sized to, you You measured what the journal was going to be for the camshaft, and then you, you uh, line bored all of them to that size, so you did have your one and a half thousand wow. oil clearance as yeah. you slipped them in with all of this stuff. Now... We're in metropolitan Atlanta. Yeah. Is there anyone here that still does There's that? There's about four, four or five people left here. 
that can do it, and they are are uh, uh, they're all in their their late one hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> and it's becoming a very very lost art to do uh, to do. Yeah, uh, and these kids like next week we're going to have uh, Jeff on about dealing with young people. Some of the like uh, McPherson. Penn College, Alfred, a few of the other ones, are now teaching uh, Babbitt bearings because it, it's it's uh, what's going to happen to all the old cars when this stuff goes away. Oh, I I, I know, and and I think you've even converted one of your Model A engines to inserts. Uh, yeah, I have I have an inserted Model A engine. You can buy insert parts for them, but the problem is. Um, you have to have oil feed. Insert is Babbitt is very soft. Mm-hmm. It's much more forgiving than hardened insert bearings, and it, hardened insert bearings do require a certain amount of constant lubrication. Well, for example, the Model T engine has dippers on the bottom of the connecting rods, <laughs> and and it just splashes oil into a hole that's drilled in the bottom of the connecting rod, and that's how it gets lubricated. Yeah. Yeah. Where a Model A engine has an oil pump that has three pounds of pressure. It's very, very high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it shoots oil into three holes that drip down into the main bearing. So the main bearings do have some source of constant lubrication, uh, where the Model Ts don't have that. They rely totally on splash. So as this dipper goes through, it shoots oil up onto the side of the block, which in turn splashes down onto the main bearings through a hole. Uh, so, but again, you got to remember, these things don't run at 9,000 RPMs. No, either. what are they, 2,000, 1,800? Yeah, with luck, 1,200 is normal. Yeah. yeah, they don't go over that fast. Well, aircraft engines, you don't go over 2,500 No, no they don't go piston. that fast. Yeah. So, so, the inserts... And my friend down in, in uh, uh, Orlando, Bill from Antique Engines, will not do an inserted uh, rod bearings on early engines because you have to cross, you have to pressurize this thing, and you have to cross drill the crankshaft. And he said they're so weak as it is. If you drill a hole through the center of the, the you're you're just creating a problem. Yeah. The broken crankshaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're weakening something that is inherently weak to begin with. Imagine doing a, a Duesenberg or something with these these huge eight and twelve and sixteen cylinder engines mm-hmm. uh, without pressurizing all of this stuff. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's a, a amazing. I, I guess the word's primitive. Yeah, it is primitive. Yeah. But this is but how it worked, they, and it, it, it worked, and it works very well, actually. Yeah. And it drove the it, the whole country for years, transportation wise. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of my friends over. Pete was one, and I was showing them, and they were both city. Uh, Pete and, and Bill and a few of the other guys. I was showing them how to do it, and they they just both said, "Oh, that's just really crazy." They'd never seen stuff like that before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's kind of an interesting thing to do, and and again. If you go on on YouTube, or if you if you tighten in bearings, you'll get a YouTube thing, and they'll they'll show you the video if it's something of interest to you that you might might want to see. Like I said, it was done up into the fifties. Mm-hmm. It was done up into the fifties, so uh, 
kind kind of interesting interesting stuff to yeah. to look at. And and if you go, there's all the, some of the ma- sellers of Babbitt have different grades of of Babbitt bearings uh, material that you can buy. And there's just a lot of information out there. And if you're interested in the the uh, uh, looking how they how how it was done, as they say back in the day of old stuff. Yeah. Of old stuff. So. Wow. Well, David, next yes. week we've got Steve's friend that's going to talk about Jeff. This Jeff. Jeff Mall. Yeah, that's going to talk about the students. Um, X Cup. X Cup, yeah. which is part of that's the, the great, great race. race. Yeah. X Cup. <laughs> yeah, X Cup. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's an interesting, he's a very interesting guy. He's the one who's, we've had him on before. His great grandfather was the one who did the great race. Right, drove drove the Thomas Flyer around the world. Yeah, and also now Jeff does another one man show on uh, the Glidden Tour because his great grandfather was involved in the beginning of Glidden Tours. Okay, and Jeff has really taken this uh, to heart, trying to get more kids involved. And X Cup is a racing program, part of the Great Race for uh, students involved in automotive programs and it's it's quite an interesting story so you can you can uh, if you have kids in high school and and they have an auto shop and they have driver's license they can get into the great race and yeah. a lot of it is subsidized yeah and uh, your local area can do it and there's no better way for these kids to learn how because they, they have to build their own car yes. Yes, yeah. they make their own car. So there's a lot of a lot of little requirements to this uh, stuff. How old a car, or what's the cutoff? Point I don't know. On X I honestly don't know what what, what it is for the great race. Yeah. I, you know, uh, the guy who runs it is Jeff Stum from Coker Tire. Yeah. And we have basically run out of time. Before we leave you, though, I want to uh, thank Jim and Steve for being in today. And I want to thank uh, Kim Barnes for doing the show last week. And I don't, I think I would be negligent if I didn't mention Kevin Flood in England. He'll be doing, uh, we've got some shows from Kevin. We'll be uh, running those in the near future. want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Classic Car Show. And a special thanks to our guests. Mr. Bill Warner from Amelia Island. I hope I hope he gets the King's his, daughter. His <laughs> I hope he gets his thumb burned in the sun or something. <laughs> he can't play golf. Poor, poor Bill. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week uh, on the Classic Car Show. Thanks for listening. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.